Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to freedom. Welcome to a space of belonging. This is the Ash and Ivy Show. My name is Riley, and I'm totally geeking out to be here with you. I am challenging you to know your identity, find God's voice in your story, and give your life as a gift to the world. You have a voice and a message that only you can give. So let's do the divine work and make God visible through our lives and be in awe of what life is all about. Hi, Tina. Hi there. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for coming to the Ashton Ivy Show. I'm thrilled to have you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. It's funny because um, your name keeps popping up in my in my world and I kind of follow. Um, I just kind of ask God to like, who, who should, who do you want me to create space for? Who do you want to, to have on the show? And I was looking and your name showed up on an old list from last summer, kind of <laughs> when I first met you. And, um, I think you had commented on something and shared just a bit of your story. Um, I think, and, and I said, Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. And, I'd love to kind of connect with her. And then the other day I was listening to a podcast with Kathy Heller and she talked about um, how gratitude rewires the brain, like literally, <laughs> like mechanically rewires the brain and how right. powerful that was. And I was like, I know someone who does that. Um, and that was when I was like, you know what? It's the right time. I'm going to shoot her a message. And you responded in like 30 seconds and was like, yes. And I thought, oh, that's my girl. I love a brave girl who's like, I know what I want. I'm ready. And I appreciate it. Right. So tell us who you are. And we're so excited to have you here. Well, thank you so much. Um, well, my name is Tina and I, um, oh gosh, I, I could I could tell, you know, I could probably talk for hours really okay. <laughs> about all this, but, um, I grew up in, I'm from the Midwest. I'm in Iowa. Um, and I was raised by my grandma, my grandmother, um, in a, um, you know, people call them broken homes, but I don't know. Um, I suppose that's true to some degree. But I also know um, throughout my whole life, uh, everything has, it's, it's come full circle maybe for, is the best way to put it. Because I can look back now at all of the things, all of those, you know, kind of moments um, of feeling abandoned, um, not understood. And, and I also see footprints you know, the, the footprints, um, I, I say it's the footprints of God who has been alongside me that whole way. Um, I believed ever since I was young that someone has been watching over me, um, even in super difficult moments. Um, I've been able to, uh, I have a, I, I would like to say I have a pretty positive attitude. Um, and even when things were at their worst, that has stayed. And it's, and I've seen it through how I see beauty in the world, um, being able to, you know, sit in a, in a corner, basically, you know, afraid, but see something that catches my eye and makes me smile and makes me, and makes me think, 
there he is. You know, there's something beautiful right here in this moment, even though it's scary and hard. And, um, and gosh, I didn't even think I would ever get into that, but, <laughs> um, that's so good. Uh, yeah. So, so it growing up, like it was kind of like a survival, like something you learned to cling to, but all the yes. time it was him saying, I'm right here with you. I'm right here. Yeah. You are not alone. And I never, and I think that's the cool part is I never felt alone. Mm. Um, even when, you know, even when I really was, you know, I, um, <laughs> I never really felt alone. Um, I've always kind of felt that hand there, uh, wow. which, yeah, it's, um, it's amazing to me. And at the time, you know, I didn't necessarily know that. Yeah. Um, and I, and I definitely had my moments where I completely pushed it away, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and rebelled, you know, I guess is what, you know, everybody calls it and, and did my own thing for a while, but even then, you know, it's, and, and I've, I've loved you know, as I've had kids of my own and, you know, had my own journey there, um, that I can look back now and realize, um, just how much he's the people he's brought into my life, um, right when I needed them. Yeah. And, and, you know, and some of them have come and gone, some have stayed, um, but the, the impact that they've had, I mean, they are, they've been angels in my life, um, all through my life. It's, uh, you know, even people that I don't speak to anymore, um, and maybe don't get along with anymore. Uh, they were there and they needed them in a season. Um, They were what you needed. Yeah. I have that in my life too. So you grew up with just your grandmother then. Do you know my parents? I knew. Yes. Um, I was, that's when I, I guess when I refer to broken home, we, we were moved around a lot. Um, I, I lived with my mom, um, for a while. I lived with my dad for a very short time. Um, I lived with my dad's parents, um, and which my grandpa was, he's one of my favorite. He's, he's one of my best memories from childhood. Um, he died when I was five, but I still remember him very, very vividly. Um, and then, um, and then we ended up my brother, it's my brother and my sister and I all ended up with my, my mother's mom, my grandma. Mm -hmm. Um, and she, she raised us, uh, Mm -hmm. which, um, you know, she was, she was crazy, but she kept us together. So, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful for that, but, um, it was, yeah, it was an interesting childhood. It prepared me for a, a lot of my adulthood. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so were you raised, uh, going to church? Did your, yeah, I, uh, we started going to a church, um, a church of Christ, uh, when I was probably, oh gosh, I don't remember 10, um, and there you're not like, you're not allowed to wear pants. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and you can't cut your hair. Um, and look but, at your hair now. I know <laughs> everyone can't see you, but her hair is super duper short, super short. Um, uh, yeah. And that's one of those instances where there are people there and those are still people that I hold very dear. Um, they were amazing and, um, kind of took us in. They took my brother and I in really, 
Um, a couple of the families, like on Sunday afternoons after church, they would take us to their house and we'd get to have lunch and hang out with them and, and sometimes their kids and uh, kind of gave my grandma a break. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and so that's kind of where it started. Uh, and then uh, we moved and it was becoming too hard for, you know, for her to get us to church. It was too far away. And so we had a, um, oh my gosh, that's such a, a great story. Actually, oh, <laughs> we had a pastor come to our door um, and it was a pastor and like one of the youth kids were with him and um, wanted us to come to, to their church. And I remember so it was, I was so upset because I loved the church we were going to, and I had friends there and I did not want to leave. Um, I just, I was beside myself. I was so upset by it all. And my brother and I both, you know, we, we was like, we wanted to keep going. And, and she, my grandma was like, I can't do it anymore. You know, we, and this church was close and they had a church, there was bigger church. Um, and it was a, so they would come and pick us up. Yeah. And, and it's insane because that was, I was super, super shy when I was young, like hated crowds would hide under tables, you know, go to the store, you know, go to the store and I would hide in the clothes racks because I was, I was just so shy and afraid of people. Mm. Um, and so we started going, we, we started going to this church and there were two girls in the youth group that were a little older than me and they became my big sisters and, um, just, they would come and pick us up for youth events. And, and even though we weren't really old enough to be in the youth group, they would, we were like the tag along, you know, little brother and sister. (laughs) And, um, that whole group of people completely changed my life. Um, I mean, just in remarkable ways. And they are still, there are still a a group of them that are, we're very close. Um, so it's just funny how God does work. You know, he, even when we, we kind of, um, don't understand it and, and we don't, and, uh, you know, he knows what he's doing. Um, and yeah, he, and they brought me out of that. Like I was, because I was so shy and they really encouraged me to, uh, more and more, uh, embrace who I was. Um, because I always, I think, you know, from basically being, I don't want to, I hate saying abandoned. Um, I know the situation now as a, as a older adult, I understand more now what was happening. But um, how you felt is how it was. And so that's yeah. And, and so because of all that, I was super shy and I was always afraid that, mm-hmm. you know, you know, that people, you'd get close to people and they were going to leave you. Um, and you always think that it's you, you know, that, you know, what's wrong with me? What did I do? You know, why, why don't people love me? Why don't people want to stay with me? Um, and that was super hard to overcome. Um, and I'm still, I'm still doing that probably to, to some right. degree. <laughs> right. Yeah. You carry that stuff for a long time and it defines you and, Um, but you make choices and you definitely have made choices to lead a healthier life. 
Right. Right. And I have had, I have reconnected with my mom. Um, so, and we've had some really good conversations where it's been hard and, you know, kind of just dealing with those things. And that's, what's been, it's, it has been beautiful because that's where my, I, and becoming a parent myself, you know, you do start to understand that everything isn't as it seems yeah. always. Um, everything yeah. isn't as black and white as we really like it to be, <laughs> you know, sometimes things are just hard <laughs> and, that's right. and that's okay. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been nice because there's been a lot of forgiveness. Um, we will probably never be super close. Um, yeah. but we're friends. So mm-hmm. yeah. And there's restoration there. That's huge. Yes. That's yes. so good. Kind of what happened next? Graduated from high school um, and had, we had a very uh, a family, we had a very bad situation in our family. Um, and I, I basically was left uh, for a time with our home. Um, and my grandma had adopted her um, uh, trying <laughs> it's a uh, strange family, but she had adopted Sally, who was a, a relative. She's mentally retarded. And so, um, my grandma had to go away for some time and I was left with the house and Sally right before I graduated. It was, it was like, you know, two months before I graduated from high school. Oh my goodness. Um, how old was and- Sally? Sally was at the time 45. Oh, um, an adult. Pretty, I mean, she, she, she couldn't be alone. She couldn't be left alone. Um, you know, mm-hmm. she could make coffee and, and cook macaroni and cheese. <laughs> sure. Um, sure. But she needed supervision. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so um, that's where my church friends were super, I mean, oh, they, some of them stepped in and were so helpful uh, because I had to get a job. And, uh, I worked all summer walking beans. <laughs> Walk, what? what do you mean? <laughs> walking beans. Um, uh, it's, you, they used to, I don't think they do much of it anymore, but, um, you would walk the, the rows of beans and you would cut out all the weeds. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, like, that's a Midwest thing. <laughs> okay. Like walking a dog, walking. No, beans. I'm walking not sure. Beans. They called it. You'd have, you had a hoe uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, you would just walk through and chop out any weeds that you came across. <laughs> oh, okay. So that so, was your job. You, you Ooh, made hard work. You made good money, um, was kind of the thing. And I had friends that their parents were farmers. So, um, they hired me and I spent the summer with them walking beans and, <laughs> Got it. Uh, and then uh, I met someone um, through that, and and made you know my first, not my first, but one of my first really bad choices. <laughs> and <laughs> we got married. Um, I was nineteen, and it was I know you know now I can look back and and see that it was a, an escape uh, from a life I did not choose, I didn't want, and and didn't know how to deal with, you know, um, basically yeah, kind, I'm of sure it kind of felt like your only option. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
so, um, and we were married for two years. Um, and then it was just one of those, I realized I had made a huge mistake and he, nothing he ever did. He was, he was a great guy. Um, but it just was a bad, bad decision, um, in a, in a bad circumstance. So uh, I can we completely divorced. relate. <laughs> so then we divorced and, um, gosh, like I said, I could probably go on and on, <laughs> you know, the, and there was a point, that was a point in my life when there was lots of, you know, bad decision after bad, that was the point where I kind of pushed God away. And, yeah. and because I think it was a, I don't understand why, you know, right. Why everything has been so hard, you know, at some point, is it ever going to get easier? Is, is it ever going to get better? Is, you know, are, am I going to have people in my life that really care about me? Um, and then, uh, and then I had my daughter, uh, Amanda and I, I've told her and I, I've said it many times, um, Amanda saved my life. <laughs> she really did. Um, and she brought me back to, uh, to God, to myself, um, because it was then that I was, I realized what I was doing with, I was, I was basically, um, trying to punish God for mm. the hand I had been dealt kind of, you know, kind of that, um, y- you haven't done right by me. And it's just and this so, expression of anger and frustration with all these things that are out of your control. Right. And how do you even get how do you know, how does a child, you're still so young at that point, how do you even know where to go or how to fix it or what to do? And you just did the right. best you could. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, and I do, I know people that's, that's the, the, been the cool thing with my mom is, you know, you, you do the best you can with what you know. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and I've, you know, spent a lot of time forgiving people and others and myself, uh, for Mm -hmm. a lot of those things that, that happened. Um, and so when Amanda came along, um, I grew up very quickly at that point and realized that, you know, that I had to stop being selfish. I had to stop, um, being angry. Um, I had, I've been handed this beautiful gift, uh, that deserved better. Mm-hmm. And, and I certainly wanted her to have a better life than I had had. And so, um, a friend took us in, um, a friend, from how my old church, were you? 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, he took us in, gave us a, a room, um, mm-hmm. in his home, um, was so gracious. Wow. And, um, we lived there for two years until I got my head screwed on straight. <laughs> um, and then, and that we lived in Chicago at that point, we'd moved cause that's where he lived. And then, um, and then I moved back to Iowa and, you know, got a place of my own. And, um, and then a couple years later, I met my, um, uh, met Chris, who's my husband now. Mm -hmm. Um, we've been married for 21 years. (laughs) 
Um, and Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, and another angel, you know, um, he came into our life. He took Amanda in just like his own and, um, yeah. and it's been such a blessing. And so, so how is them just being in the church and everything, having a baby without being uh, married? And what was that it, process like? Um, I'll be honest. It was, uh, it was another moment and, it, and it's probably, it was probably one of the hardest moments because, um, unfortunately there were people in my church that, um, were not, uh, accepting, yeah. um, very judgmental and, um, I was no, I was no longer allowed to do anything except come to church. Um, I couldn't be in the choir. I couldn't, you know, I, I really couldn't participate in anything other than just coming to church. Um, on, is this the on, same church that you had started in that youth group? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was not the youth. It was not the youth group friends. It was the adults. Right. Sure. Um, no, my friends there were amazing, um, throughout that whole thing. But, uh, I saw a whole different side (laughs) to church, um, unfortunately. And, and I'm not saying that that's true in all churches. Um, just unfortunately that was the case in mine. And Um, so you're already kind of experiencing this really difficult thing, you know, being a single mom and, and then to be rejected again yeah. by the people who are supposed to love you. Just, it's amazing that you were able to push through that and forgive again and kind of find your way. So how did you kind of work through the church rejection and God? Like, how do you separate those two things and reconcile with him? I think that's when I actually started to understand that God lived inside me that, you know, he, it wasn't, it wasn't about the church. Um, and I also realized that I had, I had very much put all of my faith, not so much in God during that time, but in the people that I was around. Yeah. Because they represent him. Right. And, and you said earlier, I mean, God does send us people to make him self tangible and give you that hug and speak those words. And, but then there are people who don't do that (laughs) or abuse that. And it's so hard as humans and as young people, especially as children and to know like where the boundaries have to be and who's telling you the truth and who's hurting you. And it's so hard. Right. Right. Yeah. And it did, it opened up my eyes a lot. Um, I really did discover who my real friends were, um, Mm -hmm. through that. You said you were finding kind of a personal relationship with God through that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I, um, and it's, I, I love it because, you know, over the years now, um, and here, you know, it's, that was, you know, I was 24 and I'm 50 now. So over the last 25 years, um, I've really learned to listen to my heart. Um, and I've really learned to, to understand, um, when God speaks to me 
and, and to hear that voice, um, you know, he's given me, you know, that gift of, of that gut, you know, follow your gut. And, um, and that's where, you know, I've developed that relationship with him in such a different way. Uh, it's no longer, um, not against church at all. Um, I've had a, I've, I have had a difficult time finding a church home, mm-hmm. um, but then I also find, I find my church home when I'm out in nature. Um, mm-hmm. I feel very connected to God when I'm outdoors. Um, I do photography, um, I garden, uh, and that's when I really feel that, that spirit, um, mm-hmm. I feel cared for. I feel that's where I feel that hug, you know, that, mm-hmm. that love. Um, so I, I do find it there, um, it would be nice to find a, a church home. Um, yeah. Family. family. I, I guess I'm probably a little jaded <laughs> uh, to some degree. Um, and we've, I've attended several churches and uh, I love um, music. I love, you know, uh, the worship services and things like that. And, um, but yeah, I just have not had the, uh, haven't had the connection. Yeah. I guess that I had before, which is That's something we can pray for. Yes. Yeah. What about um, your family? What about your husband? Um, my husband, he's, it's funny because he's kind of been through the same, a similar and not the same situation, but a similar, um, uh, deal where he's, um, he's dealt with someone who was very involved in church and been, and got burned very badly. Um, and so he believes in God. Um, you know, he, he talks to God in his own terms, kind of, (laughs) you know, way of praying and, and, um, uh, so it, that's kind of helped, I think, connect us to is that we, you know, we have that same connection Mm-hmm. Uh, on a personal, you know, just a very personal level. Um, and so, and yeah, trying to get him to go to church is, has been difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah. I try not to push the issue too much, but I know it's so tricky, like in marriage, learning how to, how to, keep peace in your home and respect and honor your spouse, but also kind of challenge and push and right. You know, like hold accountable. And I know I struggle with that too. Um, or, I mean, I think I've seen like where I've grown in, in our relationship in affirming who he is and letting him be who he is and giving him a right. safe space at home where I'm not just constantly trying to change him or improve him or correct him. Like, (laughs) because earlier in marriage, it's so you, it almost feels like you're supposed to, like we're supposed to do this together and we're supposed to agree on everything. And, and so you like constantly just fix, 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 but it's exhausting. And who wants to be with someone who's doing that, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then, um, you, you do, you start to feel like, well, I know we've had, we've had our moments where it's like, you start to, why are you with me? You know, yeah. 
if everything is wrong with me, why are you with me? And that's, you know, on both sides, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. coming yeah. from both sides. So um, I will tell you, uh, made to do this, um, going through that has changed so much about our relationship because it's changed me. Um, mm-hmm. It has, it has um, helped me find my voice yeah. where, um, because I wasn't sharing with him you know, how I felt about things. Uh, I kept a lot of things from him and it was showing up, you know, in that we weren't close. Um, we didn't trust each other. And, uh, when I went through that course and I started to really find myself and well, accept myself, I think is, is what it really helped me do. Um, and realize that, uh, and that's, being around the people in there, you know, the understanding I wasn't alone and, um, and there, and, you know, and having people be like, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, fundamentally, yeah. there's nothing wrong with you. Um, <laughs> it's just good to hear. It's just good. It just brings this level of energy. I think to be surrounded by other people who, want life and pursue goodness and have dreams, but also just struggle. Like that is the reality is that we have to deal with our mindset and we have to overcome our fears. And that is not uh, unique to any of us. That is every single human having to face those things. Yeah. I am with you, Tina, like a hundred percent. Our marriage has blossomed because of me knowing myself and loving myself, like it completely transforms everything. It does. And he, um, because, um, my husband is, he's, uh, I mean, he is a, he's a guy's guy, you know, he's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and his, um, his tolerance level for, uh, feeling sorry for yourself and, and not speaking your mind is, is very short. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, he appreciates, he appreciates confidence. He appreciates directness. Two things I lacked (laughs) very much. So weakness was kind of irritating. And so if he didn't feel like you were able to bring your own stance, then it's like, what are we even doing here? Right. Right. And so when I started, and, and honestly, I just started with just sitting down and saying, can I talk to you? Can I share what's on my heart with you? And doing that. And, you know, because all for so long, I kind of had that feeling of, oh, he thinks I'm ridiculous. He doesn't understand me. Um, he will never get this. And then just being willing to, to sit down and put it out there and, you know, cry if I needed to. <laughs> Um, and then watching him respond in such a loving and amazing way and, and just be like, oh my gosh, that's not how I feel at all. That isn't, you know, that isn't what I want at all. This isn't, you know, you're, you're, you're getting it all wrong. (laughs) You know, he's, and it was, I had at the time, um, I had a best friend, uh, and that's who I would talk to about everything you know, I would go to her anytime I had a problem. And, and I, I soon realized 
that that's what I was doing and that I was completely ignoring him yeah, and, and underestimating him and his desire to keep you safe and love you was there. Yes. But because there was no communication, he couldn't be that person for you. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's been incredible Hmm. to kind of witness. And he's, and he's also, he's so frustrating because he's good at everything. (laughs) (laughs) So he, um, I mean, he can crochet. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. He he spent summers with his grandma and she taught them to crochet and play the piano. So, you know, um, but he, he's, he's, he thinks very differently from me. And so it's been so great to bounce things off of him because he gives me a whole different perspective Mm -hmm. and, and to understand that he's actually willing to do it. If I'm just willing to sit down and have the conversation. I, I wish I could express like the parallels in my house and your house are so much like vast. It's exactly like that here too. Just when I'm willing to not just stew or build up something, a case against him in my mind or make assumptions about who he is or what he thinks. And I just spill it, like just say what it is or say what I'm scared of or say what I was thinking or like it, he's like, oh, okay, no, this is, or he'll like (laughs) join a conversation or it's like, what just happened? What? I wasn't expecting you to respond that way. And it really is so life-changing. It is. Yeah. And have that friendship and to not be afraid that, and that, I think that's the key right there is it's a friendship. You know, we we're building this friendship yeah. that I didn't really know could exist. Hmm. I, and I just, it was, it was unexpected. Um, did he want that friendship too? I mean, was he, yes. How he has it changed? As, he, he was just as frustrated. Um, but he's also, uh, that's the, been the interesting because he's very, he keeps everything to himself. Um, he never wants to impose on anybody. He never wants to worry anybody. You know, he, he's not a talker. Um, he's one of those, you know, he's one of those people when he does talk, you want to listen Yeah. because, you know, he has something to say <laughs> and he's not going to really talk unless he has something to say. Um, he's not a com- big conversationalist and sometimes we will talk and he will have nothing to say. And I've had to learn to not, because, you know, you take it personally, you take it like, oh, he doesn't care or he doesn't, um, you know, he thinks that's stupid. And he's like, no, (laughs) he's like, I don't know enough about it. And I don't want to be giving opinions about something I don't know anything about. And he also (laughs) challenges me to trust my own gut and, and to believe in myself and not you know, I don't need his approval, you know, (laughs) and, and I don't need him to validate my ideas and, and for them to be good, I guess is, is kind of what's been really cool too about it. That is really cool. Don't you think so much like a couple things, one, like when you tell the truth and you just get it out there and you allow someone the space to respond, it completely changes the narrative of what we have in our mind. 
Yeah. I think that's true for so many things. Like we can harbor things and build it up and kind of settle the story in our mind as truth when it's not truth at all. Right. And so it's when we get it out loud, so many magical things happen. And that is exactly why we have this podcast. It's because when you tell the story, you find the beauty, right? Like right. You're, it's just the power of your words. It's when you say it out loud or you write your gratitude list, probably as a similar experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're about to tell us about that. But when you tell the truth or you tell what happened, you, it's like, you see it in a different way or you hear it in a different way and it changes the narrative of what, and you give the other person the chance to also tell the truth. Like, right. Right. Yeah. And to, to, well, they get a chance to stand up for themselves. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. That's right. Cause yeah, and, we're, we're building this all, like you said, we build it up in our head and we make it something that it's really not. And, and we're, we're putting, Um, and I was doing that, you know, I was putting that on him. I was putting all of my stuff on him and expecting him to magically understand that. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed because I am like, yep, I do that. (laughs) Yep. I know. Yeah. That's so interesting. But when you partner together and just come as equal and say, this is, ah, this is it. This is what I have and give them a chance. It, it's just so much more effective and so much more powerful. And it really is. It enables them. It empowers that person to feel useful too. Yes. Because before, if you keep it all in, it almost gives us feeling, even though it's not true, it gives us feeling of, I don't need you and we're not together. And I'm, I might be better than you or right. It's all, all kinds of things that they can kind of receive as well. He said, and one of the, one of our, our biggest turning moments was he made, um, we were, we not really had a fight, but there was kind of like a, a moment and his, his only comment was, I am more than a paycheck. Hmm. And at the time I probably, well, I didn't say anything, but I didn't respond well to it. <laughs> um, and cause it hit me really hard and, and realizing that's exactly how I was treating him. You know, I was, I was not, um, connecting with him. I was not including him in my life. Um, you know, I was going to my best friend and, uh, and I had not understood for a while cause he had had some issues with her and I really didn't understand it until that moment, you know, that, oh, I'm doing, this. I'm doing this, you know, I'm creating this, this whole problem really, you know, in, in that I'm, I'm not trusting him enough with our relationship yeah. <laughs> to, to share with him how I feel and to be honest with him and, and for him to kind of be able to, I think that was his moment of speaking his truth of this is how you're making me feel. Mm, That's good. It's been interesting because throughout that process and not because of him, um, like I, my best friend and I are no longer best friends. We, (laughs) Uh, we rarely speak. So 
it's been a, and that's been a whole other <laughs> story, but, but anyway, well, um, she was there for a season and that's, okay. yes. Oh, absolutely. That's okay. Um, hmm. I think it's so interesting. I want to hear why you chose to do made to do this. Um, and, but I keep, this keeps coming up for me in every place. Like, I think it's so important that we continue to be feeding ourselves, um, with wisdom and stirring up our, just not becoming complacent or, um, still in those thoughts and letting them settle like that, because it's so dangerous to isolate and hide and let those truths settle into our spirit. And when we sign up for a course or a program like made to do this, or we get in a group and just, it stirs up the energy and, and, and gives you new perspective, new ways to think. Right. And I mean, just look at what it did for your marriage, you know, I know, but I yeah. think that's so true. And in so many ways, it's like when you move in your life, it allows for things to grow and change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I was not going to sign up for me to do this. Uh, I took, I was doing the five week, you know, the five week, <laughs> the five day, five day challenge challenge. And, um, I just know every day when I would get on there, I would, I would literally shake. Like mm-hmm. I would, it was, it was crazy and cry. I think I cried every single day. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it, it just brought up so much stuff that I had buried um, and just didn't want to, I did not want to deal with at all. I just wanted to pretend it had never happened. And um, she did not allow that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Stir it um, up. And it really did. And that's, I, I, I do believe that's another angel that was brought into my life. Um, and not just Kathy, but the, you know, the whole, that whole program. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of facing, but you know, the, that five day challenge, um, every day it is like, I was nervous. I was scared. And, and at one point I was like, obviously this is impacting you, you know, something, you know, you know, God's, and I just felt that pull, like you need this in your life right now. This is, this is where you need to be. And because I kept, I kept, you know, oh, I can't spend that money. I can't spend that money. I can't do that. I can't can't justify that. And right. I can't imagine now it was the best money I've spent in years. I mean, it was, I, it was like therapy. (laughs) Um, it wasn't because I, here I, and I was signing up thinking, oh, I'm going to learn how to start my business. Okay. And (laughs) And I get, you know what it is. I am starting, I am starting my business. I'm starting, you know, my business of taking care of myself (laughs) and, and developing, you know, who I am. And that is feeding what I'm doing. That's right. Right. Cause the grit required to have a business and love people well and do well and serve people has to start with your own mind and your own voice. And yes. Yeah. Yeah, Who was, was it, was it uh, Gina DeVee? She made the comment and I wrote it down somewhere. She's like, if you real, if you want to ha- um, develop personal growth, start your own business. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It'll be therapy in and of itself. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And so tell us about your business and what that is. And we haven't even gotten um, there yet. My, well, and it's, it's still a work in progress. Um, because I was at the time when I started, I, I do landscape photography and, um, I had just started to do, uh, like art shows, uh, and events. And, um, and then we had COVID and all of those got canceled. <laughs> and, How many times um, have we heard that phrase, but COVID, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But COVID yeah. Okay. And I even hate saying it, but you know, it's just, that was just, it's true. Um, yeah. and I, I'm, I am glad though, at the time I'm, I was at a space where I didn't look at it. Cause I've had, you know, I've known people who took it and it was just devastating. And for me, it was actually a moment of, uh, uh, what do you what I want to say? Per, uh, kind of turning around and looking, um, inward and w- what's the gift in this, you know, there's a gift in this somewhere. Um, and so I, I knew I needed to figure something out and I don't, cause I didn't want to go back. I was working for corporate America for years. I hated it. I was miserable. I was literally, um, when I left, I was, it was a, I was in a call center and I would sit on the phone and literally cry my way through conversations on the phone. It was oh. awful. <laughs> and I, because I knew that's not where I belonged. Yeah. You knew and, you belonged with the flowers. Yes. And so I, uh, I did, I, I went to work at a garden center. Um, I sat down with my husband and said, I, I know it's not ideal, but I can't do this anymore. It's, it's literally killing me. Um, I need to find something that I enjoy. I may not be making as much money, but I'll be glad to work. You know. <laughs> and, um, so I got a job at a garden center because I knew I love to be around plants. And um, I started taking, uh, you know, spending my weekends when I wasn't working, uh, taking photos and, you know, developing photos and and then started, you know, trying, I entered into the state fair and, um, and then I started creating uh, uh, a shop so that I could go and do the shows. So then when that all got shut down, that was a moment of, okay, (laughs) what are you trying to tell me? You know, what do I need to be doing now? And, um, I am by nature, uh, I'm a, I'm a, not a recluse, but I I like to be alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I do enjoy to be by myself. And so I was fortunate in that all of that didn't affect me the way that it has some people, you know, who are, mm-hmm. you know, they're very social and it kind of almost filled your need. Like yes. you needed a minute to rest and catch your breath and return to yourself and reflect. And yes. Yeah. It was, it was, it was good timing. Um, and so I, I took that time, um, and kind of developed a lot of the stuff that we were doing with made to do this. Um, and really in the personal growth part of it, um, yeah, really reflected a lot. And then, um, 
started to feel that, that pull of, you know, I was working full-time at the garden center and wasn't work. I wasn't enjoying it as much. Um, and, and just wanting, there's something else I need to be, there's something else. I'm you just supposed knew to be your spirit yeah. was saying like, I mean, it's, discontentment pushes us to. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's just that, yeah, that it's time, you know, this mm-hmm. is, this is what you needed and now it's yeah. time to start moving on. So I did, I went to part-time there, started spending more time taking photos, um, really getting into my gratitude practice. Um, okay. So that's really kind of a new thing. Yeah. I, um, well, I had, I had started it. It's been about three years ago. Um, I had, uh, been listening to Rachel Hollis, uh, and she had a uh, journal, a gratitude journal that she had created. And so I had started doing that. And um, so you write down five things every day that you're grateful for. Okay. And then, and hers, you would write down 10 dreams that you made come true. Even if they hadn't really happened yet, you wrote them down as if they had. Okay. And um, so I was doing that every, every morning. Wait, how do you was, have 10 dreams every morning? It's the same ones. Oh, write down the the 10, the same 10 things. And then if one of them comes true, then you can take it off the list and and come up with another one. Oh yeah. That's cool. Um, And so I was doing that and then I was, and I was taking a picture and posting it every day of my five things I was grateful for. Yeah. And um, so then what I ended up doing is I started taking that practice out into my photography And, um, because a lot of the stuff that I was grateful for was things I was seeing when I was out taking photographs. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started taking, uh, like photo walks. And if I saw something that, you know, caught my eye, I would spend, uh, that's where I would spend my time. I would, you know, stand back, take a photo of it. And then I would get closer and get closer and get instead of just rushing on, you would really rest in that place. Yes. Yeah. And what is it about this right here that I'm grateful for? And, and I would try to get down to the smallest detail. And, um, and so that's when I started with my, when I would write down my five things, uh, it couldn't be, you know, my home, my family, it had to be, it had to be tiny little things, just the smallest little moments, um, because I discovered that when I was doing that, that if I could find um, gratitude in, you know, the little teeny tiny bug that was right in the center of, of the flower, that when things got hard, it, it's so much easier for me to find that moment of, you know, mm-hmm. what can I be grateful for in this? That's um, so good. And so, yeah, it was, and I love that it, I could bring it out into my photography and, um, and so, yeah, that's kind of been, it's, it's been, a, <laughs> it's been interesting. It's been weird because I'm trying to find that balance. You know, I want to do my photography. I love my gratitude practice and I've had, um, I did get frustrated for a while cause I would post it and, you know, you never, and I'm not into, you know, how many people like it or whatnot, but when, you know, nobody likes it, you're just like, yeah, am I wasting my time? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, again, it's those little God moments. I would, I would have, I would run into, um, 
my sister-in-law's sister. <laughs> you know, we, I see her every, you know, maybe twice a year and she's like, Hey, I just want you to know, I see your post every morning and it means so much to me. Oh yeah. And so, yeah. and I've had, you know, just a handful of those moments where someone that, you know, you just don't expect at all. And they're like, I just want you to know, I watch you. I, I yeah, see and it you carries know, I, you. Yeah. And they don't, they're like, I don't like people's posts. I don't, you know, comment. I just, you know, but I see it. Yeah. Um, and which means so much that it's, I'm not wasting, obviously I'm not wasting my time. Um, and either way, I mean, I know exactly how you feel, but it's interesting. I was talking to someone yesterday who's a professional organizer and she, um, even if she never takes anything that she does and is able to say it to someone else, the healing that's happened in her own life by stepping into who she is meant to be and letting that be her worship and letting that be her expression is so life-changing that it's enough, you know, because it, it brings this contentment and it brings this purpose that you would never have doing those other things that right. you know aren't yours. Right. Oh, that's so true. Um, it brings such joy, like just, um, cause now I've, uh, part of my little, I guess I call it you, the, it's over, so overused, but pivoting, you know, okay. um, getting into, you know, I've taken that love for nature and getting into gardening and, um, you sometimes just standing outside in the garden. It does. It just, it's like, this is where I belong. This is, you know, all of this has brought me here. Yeah. And, you know, it's that, having my camera in my hand and getting down to the minute details. And now I have my own garden where I can stand there and do that. And just like, you know, Oh my, how amazing is this flower? You know? <laughs> and, and I know, so, you know, some people think <laughs> like, seriously, it's just flower. <laughs> but mm-hmm. when you really, yeah, there's a whole world in a flower. There I mean, is it's the depths <laughs> are forever. So yeah. And, you know, that was created for us to appreciate and enjoy. And yeah, um, yeah, I was, I was at a, I did a lance, a little landscape project for a friend and um, she wanted yellow roses and I'm not a big fan of roses, but I got her their Julia child roses and I put two of them in her landscape. And I stood there one day for like 10 minutes, <laughs> just staring at these beautiful roses and just, and I, and I caught myself, like I was smiling from ear to ear. And I was like, if anybody had walked by and seen me in that moment, they thought I was completely crazy, but I was just in this total moment of joy. Like you this, sound like you're full of joy. <laughs> this is it, you know? <laughs> so, um, Yeah. That's a very long way to come around and be like, no, it's beautiful. It's so powerful because you describe abandonment and rejection and forgiveness. I think that's the key thing. You offer forgiveness. You don't let bitterness stir up. And then you, you move into a place of healing and finding your own voice. And then you make big decisions to quiet your life and seek out the one thing that, you know, brings you joy in life. 
it's brought healing to your marriage. I'm sure it's allowed your kids to see a part of you that they need to see and that you want to role model for them. And just the whole picture is really, really significant. And, um, it's amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to share it. <laughs> it oh really means a lot. And we honestly, need to it's, hear it. It's, I mean, it's crazy because this is not at all what I expected to even talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the show. <laughs> all right. You know, tell us where we can find you and see more about what you're doing. See your art and your photography. I am um, at Fence Row Living. So it's fencerowliving.com. And I have, uh, and it is a work in progress, but I do have um, a photo, like my photo gallery is on there. And I will be continuing to add to that because, you know, some of my stuff is changing a little bit from, uh, I still do landscape. I love old barns. <laughs> they, they just have my heart. Um, and then it, it's becoming a lot more about flowers and, and gardens and stuff too. So, but yeah, Fentral Living. And then you can find me um, on Instagram at it's Skeeter, S-K-E-E-T-E-R. In honor of your one, son, I guess. 1981. Um, and then Facebook, it's uh, Tina Wogan Campbell um, or Fence Row Living on Facebook. Perfect. 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 Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much, Riley. I really enjoyed it. Um, this was a great, I mean, thank you for the conversation. (laughs) It really, (laughs) it meant a lot to me.